The Mark of Athena, Chapter 13, Percy. Forget the chicken nugget smokescreen. Percy wanted Leo to invent an anti-dream hat. That night, he had horrible nightmares. Hi, I'm Ava. I'm Neve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood, the English class that you always wanted. Where we analyze the Percy Jackson and Heroes of Olympus books through a new theme every week. Ava, Neve, how are we this week? I don't like that it's it's move out weekend. Nor. And I mean I'm really one of the one of the only people moving out, but it's fine. <laughs> like of our friends. Everyone's staying here for the summer but me. It's true. I go home. Summer slay. Summer slay. Yeah. Yeah, it really it is finals week and I'm absolutely exhausted, but I'm not moving out, so I'm very happy about that. I'm staying here until mid June, which is super cool because I have a local um little theatery job um which is super fun but that just means that there's more room for my sleep schedule to get absolutely whacked out get wrecked and it has done so um (laughs) so Uh, my sleep schedule when living here over the summer last summer Mm -hmm. extremely out of whack i was like eating trader joe noki at like four in the morning and then sleeping till two yep even just, like, in the past, like, during finals week, <clears throat> my sleep schedule is all over the place already. Like, mm-hmm. we're recording today at, like, 1 o'clock, and we're all, like, in pajamas. Yeah. I'm not. I was up. I was up and Adam. No. No. Well, I was <laughs> only up because my mom came to pick up some of my stuff, so I oh, guess it wasn't really... Yeah, she was here for, like, an hour. That's but, awesome. um, I, I don't think I would have been up early if it weren't for that, but... No, yeah, I got up, and then I was like, I'm gonna go get coffee while I listen to the audiobook, and I'm gonna be all, you know, efficient. And then I was like, you know what I don't want to do is actually walk out of my room and into my car, etc. So, <coughs> I decided that that's a little treat for after we record. Yeah. Oh, Yay. Yeah. We can go. Slay. Because I was going to get Java this morning, but then my mom was like, I already had coffee. The listeners don't care about this. <laughs> Anyways, how are you, Brayden? Um, I'm okay. Um, uh, I'm okay. I'm, Uh-oh. like, no, like, I'm actually fine. I just was thinking. Um, I am good. I'm looking at the summer, and I'm, like, going, no, I'm going to be bored because that's what summer does. Um, mm-hmm. But it's the last summer that I have to do ever, so. Ah! Guys, we're seniors. No, we're not. No, <laughs> we we're are, not. no girl, finals week is over. We're no, officially well, seniors not, in not, college. It's not over because I still have some work to do. <laughs> and it's also only Friday. <laughs> well, so, Neve and I are seniors Yeah, we're seniors. I'm a little junior. We started this podcast as Freshman. Well, we started it in May after our freshman year, so maybe okay. like sophomores. So like, no, I think I feel like we started. Felt, it was it was in just April. a freshman like. It was a freshman was experience a freshman because we were freshmen when it started. When we like came up with the idea, yeah. Because and also any time between March twenty twenty and August twenty twenty, actually I'm gonna say October twenty twenty. <laughs> I felt like a freshman. No, yeah, I exactly. I mean. Um, wait, didn't we start recording in, like, April of then, and then start... 
Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a freshman year. Okay. It was all during pandemic time, so... Like, pandemic yeah. time, not real. <laughs> pandemic time, not real. Um, anyways, welcome back to Return to Camp Half-Blood. Hey. This week, we will be discussing uh, The Mark of Athena, chapters 13 through 16, through the theme of captivity. Ooh. Um, Neve. Would you like to sum up? I mean, like, I wouldn't like to, but I'm going to have to, right? <clears throat> that is accurate. What you want to do is isn't necessarily, necessarily what, what you're, you're going to do. <clears throat> okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. i got to get it. I hope, I want Blizzard to know, my timer is always set to, anytime I use a timer, it's like something and 45 seconds, because I don't want to change the 45 seconds in the timer. <laughs> That's funny. So, like, I did a COVID test the other day. I timed it and said 20 minutes, 19 minutes, and 45 seconds. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, I'm going to forget something. These were a lot, but it's fine. That's okay. <clears throat> All right. Go! Okay, so Percy has a dream. Nico is in a jar. He's eating little pomegranate seeds. They're like, we gotta go save Nico. And Hazel's like, yeah, obviously we gotta go save Nico. And um, Leo and Jason are like, "Eh, I don't know. And then um, (laughs) they land and they're looking for salt water in Atlanta. Um, So they go to the aquarium because a nice lady drives them there. Um, And then they get, they meet like the weirdest tour guide ever. And then it turns out, to be a layer of keto, and I don't know how to pronounce the other one's name, and... Um, forces. Forces, okay. Um, and then, or, like, Porky, or however the fuck they said it. Porky. Porky. So, um, they, it's like, they get trapped, um, but then they get out, because they hit the glass. <clears throat> what a great way to describe any d- escape scene ever. They get they trapped, trapped they get out. I will <laughs> argue that this was, like, not the most exciting escape. They no, literally just hit the glass, it broke, they left. I know it's about, like, in the next chapters, it gets more exciting because they get chased, but, like, the actual escape was just sort of, like, they, they hit the glass, they out. They hit the glass, they out. I'm trying Frank to... was a coy for a while. <clears throat> oh, Esther. Yes. Esther was a G. Was Normal, so it was so nice just to have, like, a nice person who had no ulterior motives. <laughs> <laughs> like, for the first time For the first ever. time ever. Um, yeah, I was a fan. I think I got most... I mean, Percy and Annabeth broke rules by sleeping on the... In the stand. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, but song first. <clears throat> I have my song picked. If you, if, if I Go for it. it. Um, <laughs> my song is The Foundations of Decay by My Chemical Romance because y'all should listen to it. Oh my god. It has nothing to do with these chapters. The lyrics are actually quite antithetical to what these chapters are doing. <laughs> but Me. I don't care. Listen to My Chemical Romance's new song because they are back for the first time in like eight years. I hate you. It's so good. God, it's <clears throat> so good. I'm like actually... Oh. There's rumors that there's going to be a new album over this summer. And I did not, I, last summer I liked, to, I like set a goal for myself that it was going to be a 1989 summer, and I think I achieved that, and I guess this summer has to be, like, but also a 1989 em, No, emo girl, My Chemical Romance fifth album summer, no, I guess. No, but, but also 1989 summer, because 1989. <laughs> True, yeah. <clears throat> like, but I think that the My Chemical Romance fifth album is going to have to take precedence for me, but yeah, that's my song. Listen to it, because it's really good. It's not, like... Actually, while you guys... Do you have your songs ready? I, yes. I'm still working okay. on it. 
Well, you can keep talking. Okay, it's really good. And normally, when bands have come back from my teenagehood and made new music, it turns into bland alt pop, like Fall Out Boy. Argue with the wall. Their new album was <laughs> bland pop. So for it to not be that, it was very exciting. So that's my song. Go ahead, Ava. Um. Well, my song. Um. I guess I have a little more reasoning, but like not a lot. So okay, I chose No Plan by Hosier because that album. Okay. <sighs> Recently, for the past like three-ish weeks, I have been on like classics Greek myth trying to feel that energy wherever I go all the time kick I don't know why I've just very been hello very much been in that like headspace and when I listen to that album by Hosier I feel as though I am literally a Greek heroine doing things um just going about my day and um I don't know it just gives classics but also this specific song reminds me a lot of um, Percy and Annabeth's relationship and how, like, everything kind of shitty, but they have each other and their dedication to each other. Um, and I feel like that was exhibited in these chapters, and it was very sweet. I <coughs> have a clear idea of what the most important part of these chapters is, and so I chose a song for that. And um, it is, of course, the stable scene. And yes. uh, the song is... Not just because it just came out, but this this Love Taylor's version. Please! Okay. I can't. I'd love to hear... Okay. <laughs> yes, just think about it. It's just like a really romantic song, and it's like nighttime, and it's like... This love is... Love is... Ava is screaming into a... I, I mean, it's great. It's so like... No, I know. I love that song It's just like a comforting song. anything. It's so good. I can't listen to it. <laughs> I, like, you know when a song, listeners, I'm talking to you, you know when a song is so good you can't fucking listen to it? Because it overwhelms you? I literally can't listen to this love because I love it so much. Because, like, this love came back to me. It came back to me after the fucking last and Yes, it makes sense. It's the song it, is like a hug, too. It is. Like, it's such, like, a... I cry every time I hear it. I do agree with all of your points. The I am never allowed, you are never allowed to make fun of me for anything I say about my chemical romance this <coughs> summer, ever, based on that reaction alone. The bridge, though, I, oh boy, when you get to a specific season in the show that you are watching, I, oh. Brayden's watching Grey's Anatomy. It's it so me. important to me. I am watching Grey's Anatomy. I really like it. Yes! <laughs> it, I, whether or not I, like, make it through the show, I think depends on be getting past season two. Like, I feel like that's the mark of, like, if you try to watch a show, you have to, like, get yeah. past season two if you don't get past season two. For me, personally... In enough time that you'll never finish the show. Yeah. For me, it was uh, getting past season three, but that was for my own reason. I think for this show, it matters a lot about, like, even if... Like, characters, there's so many, and, and they come and go. Characters, and like, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, they come and go very, you know, in such a way, like, very rapidly, but, like, if you, like... They come and go in such a such way. Such a way. <laughs> no, it's so distinct to the show. But if you get attached to some, and they leave, you gotta keep watching. Like, okay. that is just... I, I made that mistake when I tried to watch it in my freshman year of high <clears> school. <throat> I stopped watching after season three, because I got pissed that one of my favorite characters left 
And, um, yeah. And, and then I picked it up again in sophomore year of college and like, yeah, I, I made it through. So it's all about, um, what's that word? Res Resilience. Resilience. I just know that, uh, there is a gay male couple in season that come in like season 14, 15. Yeah. So like, I have a long way to go. I will, gay people will watch 20 seasons of a show to see one like gay person bump shoulders with another gay person. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, and so, you know, Percy Jackson. Yeah, Percy Jackson. <laughs> um, what were our favorite parts? I mean, yeah. I feel like so we should sweet. just talk about about it now. It's so okay, sweet. it's so sweet. It really has nothing to do with it's Jack, great. like As, the theme, so it's, no. we yeah. can talk about it right now. Um, I am trying to figure out how to ask this. I feel like we need to profess our opinions on this. Is a, such a controversial thing in the Percy Jackson fandom? Is this scene? And the question is, I, I, like, we are, we're already an explicit podcast. I, so I guess I don't oh, need to work my I way around yeah. the, but, like, did they fuck? <laughs> Personally, I don't think so. They're in stables. I Actually, think I they did. I think they did. <laughs> Why? It just seemed like very, like, intimate talk sleep. To me. Okay. So, I want to preface this with, like, (laughs) and people are, like, confused about how to talk to this, talk about this, because there are underage. No one is fetishizing them underage. But people who are under 18 do have sex with one another. That does happen. Holy shit, really? (laughs) No, I'm just, like, putting it out there for our audience. (laughs) Like, it's a thing that happens. How old are our Um, audience? Sorry, guys. It's gotta it, be, like, a certain age, because we are explicit. I think it's a problem if we, like, start, like, writing fanfiction about uh, it. Uh, but, no. this is, this is part of the text. When I read this, as a seventh grader, yeah, I went, they fucked. Yeah, <laughs> you are right, I did think that, too. <laughs> See, I didn't get this far when I was in, like, seventh grade, so. Mm. Oh, that's true. Now I'm, like deciding on my own right now and I, I I don't know I don't think they did that's just intuition though it just it makes it explicit that they didn't but too explicit in a way that I'm like <laughs> also oh, I Rick I saw like, what you did there also I like, like the punishment they got for like this action was like so harsh not that you should be punished for that, but I was just like, people like flipped out. I was like, okay, they just slept somewhere else. But. Yeah. The, I mean, the thing is, whether they did or didn't, everyone assumes they did. Exactly. So they might as well have. <laughs> yeah. I like, I get it. That's so ridiculous. What a ridiculous justification. I'll accept it though. There's no horses in there. No. They make it a point. That's accurate. There are no horses. Big empty room. And I'm going to put it bluntly. People have done things in much less satisfactory conditions. Can we just... No. (laughs) We should. 
I just... There's an academic building on our campus. No. That we know for a fact people have picked up. And it's literally like a lecture It's so funny. It's rancid. And so it happens. Right. Right. But I don't know. My intuition is saying that not here or now, right? But they're... So they're not allowed in each other's rooms. They're 17. And they haven't seen each other in months. But there's just no way that Rick is ever going to confirm that. Not that anyone would ever... Actually, some I hope, I hope on ask. his deathbed... <laughs> I hope on his, Rick's last words were Percy and Annabeth did fuck in the stables. <laughs> so stupid. Camp. I love that. And I stand by that. <laughs> the scene itself was very cute, No, it's though. a very nice scene. So sweet. So endearing. It is very cute. Yeah. And Frank finding them is also very funny. Yes. It's really funny. Like, I've, I think Bruce said, I've never seen Frank that scared ever before. <laughs> <laughs> it's also, can we, actually, this has to do with captivity, so we're going to take a break, and then we'll come back to talk about the theme of activity. Yeah. Wait. I have one, fu- I have one oh, thing. Oh, okay. My, one of my favorite moments in this was also... That Jason said something funny, and I straight up was like, oh, I should mark that for the sass moment. And I, I did something else. Because Jason can never be funny. But That's he was true. funny once in this entire book. It's and like, I'm actually not going to say where it was. <laughs> no one Find can, it yourself. No one can know. No. He can, no one can know he was funny. Okay, now we're actually going to Okay, we're going to take a break. Alright, captivity. I am now... The, the Percy Annabeth thing leads me into another idea of captivity. And it's... What the fuck are the rule? Why are there so many rules on the, this this quest? They yeah. are they are traveling across the country, across no across the planet. Yeah, the pl- planet felt like a weird word to use there. The I do regret the choice. Uh, the world feels I think better. It makes it sound very like official. I mean, it's technically right, yeah. but like I feel like that implies like intergalactic travel. Um. Anyways. Um, they're traveling across the world, country to country, over big sea, Atlantic, some may call it, um, not the biggest (laughs) sea, but a a big sea. Um, what is the biggest sea? Ocean. (laughs) It's an ocean. Pacific. Oh, okay. Um... (laughs) Learn something new every day, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, the big and, and like, definitely different. Hold on. Yeah, seas and oceans are different. Yes. Um, but, like, and then they have a chaperone who is, like, holding them in captivity. Actually, yeah, that is something that I wanted to mention, how strange and unnatural it is for a chaperone to be on a quest with them. The Philippine Sea. Is the biggest? Yeah. Like Oceania area. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the food. Yeah. See, continue. <laughs> um, I it's so like I, I it's always kind of felt like this throughout this book, but like this these chapters, it really was like, what is this person doing here? Like telling them what to do, because like 
at, at one point, in one area, I'm like, they should have someone, like, watching them. They're, like, kids, and this is really stressful, and they should have had chaperones in the other quests. But also, we've now read, like, so many books where they just don't have chaperones. So this, it's like, what is this guy doing here? This, like, putting them on probation, <clears throat> like, grounding this them? This guy, huh? and they make it pretty explicit in this chapter. Coach Hedge is only there to make sure they don't fuck. <laughs> Like, that is the impression I am given by these chapters, is his only job is to make sure that they stay in their own rooms. And come along with them and do nothing. Well, he kind of contributed. He got them out of the cage. Yeah. He I hits things. Not hits to be, things. like, party pooper, but I think it's partially that, right? But I also think when you're dealing with powerful demigods, you know, I feel like it's also, but, but, hello. Also, <laughs> partially the idea that, like, we don't want any, like, conspiring or alliances that, like, could possibly harm the greater cause. I don't think that Coach Hedge is equipped <laughs> to, to prevent that. I think I'm just projecting them. I don't yeah. know if he's smart. He's just like he's also so allied with Camp Half Blood. Like he's not yeah, like he's yeah. not an impartial mm-hmm. eighth yeah. party. Yeah. Um, Nico kind of becomes that. Yeah, that is true. Um, and we talk about that king in a jar. King in a jar. It's so demeaning. <laughs> like it's like actually like one of the worst. Tra- like you know. I mean, talking about captivity. Yeah, yeah I know. he'd be in a jar. He'd be in a jar. Only eating the seeds, or only his only food supply is... Okay, how do I describe this, like, sensation? Like, very obviously, his only food supply is, like, the trademark food of his, like, like godly parent. However, that still feels like you're being held captive in your own identity, in a way. Ooh. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if, if, for example, like, okay, I, okay, so I'm bi, we know this, and so, like, God of the gay people one day is, like, like, Lady Gaga comes down, and she's, like, Ava, you are only allowed. Unicorn Frappuccinos. Sure. (laughs) I was gonna say dress in blue, purple, and pink. Uh, but I like uniform frappuccinos better. <coughs> like that, you were only allowed to drink those, and I'm like, shit. Like this is a product of my own identity. Like it's a small thing, but it influences how people can control me. Funny <laughs> allegory, however, serious point. <laughs> I know where you're going. I think it's a little different because it's the only thing that can keep him alive. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I think, like, who put that rule in place? That he's going to die if he doesn't eat? God? No. <laughs> the, like, the pomegranate seeds specifically, like, who chose that food? I'm like... Oh, because he took the pomegranate seeds because they were, in case of an emergency, they would help. What? Yeah. They say, yeah. They say that he carried them around with him because... I think Hazel says it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, lol. I thought, like, he just, like, got them. Like, someone, like, bestowed upon him. <laughs> nah, he been carrying him the around. Oh, okay. Well, per. Um, <clears throat> point made in theory, but not in practicality. <laughs> I think, I think that point, 
hold on to that and like come back next chapter if, <laughs> with um Piper and mom. Yeah. I think that makes fits <laughs> Piper like, and mom. Like I know what you're saying, like that that overall concept does apply across the demigods a lot where it's yeah. like they are constrained by their parents and like their view of them is like if you're a son of Dionysus, all you can do is be a drunk. Like Yeah, and it's interesting because in this chapter we kind of see not kind of. We see Percy like in a weird constraint with his powers because he's like afraid he's gonna drown even though we can't yeah um, that's like a really interesting moment of being restricted like when the water caves in and they're all like when they get initially trapped he like holds his breath for as long as he can because he's like convinced he's not gonna be able to breathe and then he does it and he's like oh actually it's chill well that's what i'm kind of saying it's like you have this certain fate based on your identity, and it's like you are more susceptible to this harming you than, like, harm, it harming other people, and so like I think that's just part of being a demigod. But it's also like when that's juxtaposed with like having this crazy amount of power, like I think people kind of like sometimes fail to mention like you also have this very concentrated area of what can hurt you and will, as yeah. well, yeah. It's also, <clears throat> it's also about that, like, mental captivity. Yeah. Like, the blocks you place on yourself. Mm-hmm. Because, like, he's not going to drown. No. We know that. We see that. He's not going to drown. But if Percy did not start breathing, he would have suffocated. Yeah. Not actually in this, like, in, like, a broad theory sense. Me- yes. Yeah. Med- not yeah. At- medically, no. He <laughs> if, if medically, no. He- Medically, you can't suffocate yourself. True. Yeah. But. But, yeah, it was interesting. Also, this has nothing to do with the theme, but did Kita make anyone else a little sad? Like, she was just trying to, she was just trying to say her facts, and everyone was like, shut up. I know she's probably evil, but she didn't. Kyo, she didn't. Do, she didn't do anything expressly Kyo, wrong. Yeah, like like it was only her brother who was fucking around. Of course, did. She but, was just trying to like give some facts, and everyone was so, like, "Shut up!" I, I was like, "Oh, I liked her." She was like, "She's like, what kind of fish are those?" She's like, "Ah, the yellow ones." <laughs> that was really. She's like so excited about all this. She probably doesn't even know that there's like a trap. She was just excited to show someone around. I think she knows, but I think she thinks it's normal. I mean. That, like, leads us to the the big captivity thing. Um, are zoos and aquariums ethical? Go! <laughs> yeah, absolutely <laughs> not. Literally, what a crazy theme to explore in this, like, random no, chapter. No, I have an opinion. My mom hates zoos and, like, would never, like, go to zoos with me because she, like, it always made her so sad to, like, see animals in captivity. Like, I understand... Okay, I understand some endangered species, like, it is best for them to be in captivity for a reason, you know, or, like, so people can, like, take care of them so they can theoretically, like, breed more of them. That sounds so weird, but, like, it's the truth. And, like, I don't know, but it's, like, it it really, really depends on the species of animal. Like, is it harmful or will it be beneficial? And it's, like, I don't think people, like, I don't think people who run zoos and aquariums, like, think about that. Um, and I think they think about, like, what is best for consumerism? Like, it'd be fun if we had a fucking tiger, right? You know? And, like, 
I, you know, I don't know. I just, it does not sit right with me. Especially, it, like, you know, like, they, they closed down, like, SeaWorld and stuff like that. Like, thank you, like, for canceling fucking SeaWorld. Yeah, it's, there, I think there's a big difference. It's, like, you can't broadly say all zoo bad, because... Veterinary yeah. zoos and wildlife reserves right. actually do really important work. Yeah. But for profit zoos are a problem. Yes. But it's like, but you also like, I think I broadly most for profit zoos are being shifted toward conservation. Yeah, for their own image, because <clears throat> people have started to like cop on to that. It's a bad idea. Yeah. Um. I thought it was a very interesting moral dilemma in this chapter to have the things in captivity be monsters. Yeah. Like, not all of them, but, like, most oh, of but them. But, like, the Telkines, specifically. Yeah, like, most of them are, like, terrible monsters. So it's like, do you still feel for them? And it's like, the, it, the book is very much like you should still feel for them even though they're, like, like horrific monsters. They still don't deserve to be, like, in a weird daze playing with Legos. So, like, yeah. I felt... I also have always thought the Telkines, like, were described very cutely. Like, they're always, well, like, they're always described, like, as children. Yeah, I know. And, like, they're, like, little Telkine play with blocks. Yeah. But, like, sedated. Yeah, and, like, Percy can't talk to any of them, so it's, like, what are they under that they, like, can't hear anything? I don't know. It was a very interesting way to ask the question of, is this ethical? Mm -hmm. Like, even when it's... Like, yeah. awful things. You know? I do... I am faced with, like, a different ethical question when it's specifically about just, like, fish fish. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's <laughs> real... You know, like, so, there's a line with fish where I'm like, it's you're a fish. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> Please! I mean, yeah, I mean, like, certain people have, like, crazy aquariums in their house. But even then, they're, like, still... Because, like, pets... But also... Fish. Fish. Right. <laughs> it's... Fish are interesting. Because, like, they're also people's, like... People are pescatarian. Like, they're like, I'm a vegetarian, but I eat fish. Yeah. It's Fuck like, the fish. What, why do we... Uh, <laughs> Well, uh, no. Why? I'm pescatarian, but I'm only pescatarian because when I when in like I think it was like eighth or ninth grade when I told my mom I was like I feel absolutely nauseated when I eat meat. She's like, well, okay, girl, like we'll do that, like, but you're eating fish though. And I was like, but but, and she was like, no, <laughs> like, like it is just easiest to make meals like if we all eat fish. And I was like, okay, um, but yeah, I don't know. For some reason, it doesn't feel quite as bad eating fish. Yeah. Which is such a weird Why are they less phenomenon. of an animal? It's so interesting. Pea brain. I don't know. That must be it. Pea brain? I yeah. love betta fish, like, though. I want to get a betta fish, fish next year for myself. I also, like we're fish. overfishing the oceans and destroying the coral reefs. Fish yeah. have less of a natural habitat to live in. That's the thing that's like... If we already destroyed our natural habitat, I guess make artificial habitat for them. Yeah, and also mm -hmm. stop. Oh, yeah, no, that too. But if we're not gonna... No, argue. for sure, But that, definitely. like, goes back to, like, most of those are, like, animal wildlife reserves. Yeah. Like, the people who are actively, like, oh, this, this habitat was destroyed, so let's create a new version of the same habitat. Like, a for-profit aquarium doesn't really care what habitat the fish originally lived in. No. They just put them in a tank. Or at least, like, historically. So, like... It goes back to, like, for-profit aquariums are probably still not the vibe, because 
like the conservatories are the ones that are actually like putting in effort to try and figure out what the actual environment was like right. where these animals lived. Yeah. Right. But I do love a good animal hospital aquarium because they post fun videos of seals. I love seal videos. I love seals seal videos. Are great. They are idiots. I love them so much. They have like no thoughts <clears throat> in their brain and clearly not meant to move on land and they are doing it anyways with like all <laughs> the fervor. I love them so much. <laughs> They are so funny. Not they're not meant to move on land, but they're doing it anyways. They are not. They can clearly, they are clearly not built for land, but they are doing it. Like a little yeah, seesaw. I love no, them. No, that's definitely true. Like, they are constantly doing the worm. They are. And they don't even care. They're okay with it. I, I've been watching a lot of seal videos to counteract final stress. I love videos of seals. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, sass moments. <laughs> oh god, I have one. My moment is we thought the Olympians said Atlantis. <laughs> that was good. Wait, context? Oh, um I make one little mistake supporting the Titans in their war and I'm ex exiled from the ocean to Atlanta of all places. We thought the Olympians said Atlantis. Oh, yeah. Benny. <sighs> that is good. Um, oh god, I can't find it. Because I have a good one. And, like, I remember when I, like, heard it, I was like, oh, this is the one. Um, oh god, where is it? It was, like, when, when they were getting into the aquarium. <sighs> Sorry. I drank, like, a literally, like, seven cups of root beer while I was at lunch with my mom, so. Small burp. <laughs> did you just go to the dining hall, or did you go somewhere? No, the dining hall. Oh. Wow. I talk Use your parents better. Well, my mom didn't have much time, and I had yeah. a lot of swipes left, and I was talking about how the dining hall was like, please return our um, dishes, and we were laughing about that, and then I stole the cup that I was using, as I, like, with her, because I wanted to finish my drink. That's so funny. <gasps> I found it! Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, a son of Ares stood here, hedge cried indignantly. I'm Roman, so Mars actually. Whatever. Famous bond in the American Civil War. I'm Canadian, actually. Whatever. <laughs> that was really funny. Um, mine is, are all people in Atlanta that nice? Hedge grunted. Hope not. I can't fight them if they're nice. Let's go beat up some whale sharks. They sound dangerous. <laughs> What is this man on? Like, I literally, like, every every word that comes out of his mouth, I'm like, what? What's happening here? He is Let's go aw. beat some whale sharks. <laughs> it's like, whale sharks are so nice. They really are. Like, they do nothing. Here, they're, like, they're the only whale sharks in captivity. I cry. I cry. I know. I know. No, they're terrifying. Um, but they're nice. They're um, so big. Okay. Offerings. My offering is for Esther. I knew it. She was just nice. She was so nice. She gave so many things to them. Yes. And for what? And for what? Yeah. For nice. Nice for Kate. I mean, nice girl. No, I was also going to do that, but I feel like she doesn't deserve one more than one because she's definitely evil. But, like, 
Yeah, but like, does she really she know it? She was just trying to share some facts. Like, I just feel like that's all she's ever she known. She was keeping them in the ca- in captivity, though. I do feel though she that this is all she talk. has ever known. She was just trying to talk. Like, about I think her brother runs creature. the show. Okay, then my offering is for. I don't know. Like, I don't have phrases. Like, all of them in captivity. Uh, to write that. All of them <laughs> in captivity. And who do we vote off? Porky. I know he's not. Like, I know he is the villain of the chapter, so obviously he did bad. But I, like, was really. I remember reading this for the first time and being, like, actually fooled. Like, I was actually so shocked when he turned out to, like, be the bad, like, have a bad intention. Because I was like, you know, he's a sea god. Like, he's on Prissy's side. Like, it's all good. He was very nice and quirky until... Yeah. He <laughs> wasn't. Um, I'm... Mine is Coach Hedge. He helps him in the end. <laughs> no, it's... But it's for his behavior in the beginning. That's fair. Where he's... Calm down. Calm down. I guess mine's for Jason, just because, why not? <laughs> we are brutal on this fucking kid. <laughs> he was funny once in this chapter, and that's why he escaped it. It's not enough. You don't get to know when. I think we all know when. I don't remember. Alright, uh, before we wrap up, I do have a message to read. <gasps> oh I forgot God. to do it before now, but oh. we're going to do it now. Give me a second. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I love the um the Sims version. Give me a snicker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tapping away. It, my phone was like not working for a second. Sorry. Okay. This is a message from Sienna. Hey, Ava, Eve, and Brayden. I was going to send an audio message, but I physically cannot stomach the idea of listening to one of your episodes and hearing my own voice. <laughs> I would probably... I totally understand that. So I would weird. probably cry. Anyways, it's terrifying to me that my own voice is on this every week. <laughs> anyways, I just wanted to tell y'all that I listen to your podcast when I work. I work at a flower shop. And when I was writing the sympathy note atta- to attach to a book, Bouquet. I accidentally wrote capitalism in the middle of it because I was listening to your monster donut episode. Yes! <laughs> it was and very... that came up in this chapter. Yeah. It was very funny to me, not gonna lie. Also, I cannot remember whether this was Ava or Neve because I listened to it a while ago. But whichever one of you said Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland are not hot, you're wrong. It was so Ava. Wrong. Do not ascribe that viewpoint to me. It was Ava. <laughs> Anyways, love you guys in your podcast. And yeah, so thanks. That was so sweet. That was so sweet. That was so funny. Thank you so much. Yes. Normalize. The fact is the sympathy card, too. That's so brutal. That's so brutal, but that's so funny. I love it. All right, folks. That's all for this week. Join us next week, where we will be joined by Lachlan from We Are Accidentally Vaporized, our podcast. And we'll be discussing chapters 17 through 20 through the theme of history. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media. We are at Return to Camp on every platform that matters. We also have a web bubble store and a coffee account on our website, returntocamp.com. Thanks for listening. Yay. Bye. Bye.